0: This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello all. Welcome to another episode of Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by armchair critics of the game. I'm your host, Ajit. In today's episode, we have a oft-sought-after returning guest, Leah. Hi, Leah. Welcome to the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello,
1: everyone. Thanks for having me back.
0: No worries. It's always a pleasure to have you because you bring sometimes a very useful perspective, which even though we sort of live in a similar sort of a place in the world, I miss. So it's always nice to have you. So I must tell our listeners one thing. Leah was kind enough to actually help record a podcast which i couldn't put out because of some audio issues so i'll start the episode by apologizing to leah because i couldn't rescue that audio it was not exactly my fault let's blame the audio recording software not naming any names something that starts with the last letter i'm told of the english language that made an issue so sorry about that leah (laughs)
1: No, it's, it's it's not a problem. And I i think uh my my old my old microphone might have played a role in this as well. So
0: Yeah, well you fixed good. that. You have now a very potentially yeah professional looking headphone and microphone. Now it's it should be all good. I have a simple gaming headphone. So far it's it serves my purpose, but I also have a I also have a standalone desktop phone, which I don't use anymore. But I think I might have to dust it out. That gives me the idea. Now Going back, let's first take a look at you know all the cricket that's happened in the last week or so. So there have been two ODI series: one with uh, India and Sri Lanka, the other one is between Pakistan and New Zealand. So New Zealand continue their tour of Pakistan. It's still sort of a stalemate, and we'll see that. So first of all, let's kick it off with uh, the India games. So were you able to catch both the India games, Leah?
1: Uh, I was. I was able to catch bits and pieces. Uh... Live, um but um i got to got to see the scorecards of course uh they were uh on at a relatively inconvenient time for me so um yeah yeah okay um it happens um was good it was good to see um some of the some of the individual innings um well but i guess we'll we'll talk about that
0: absolutely so let's start off with the first one you're talking of time times so i mean it starts bang in the middle of the workday it starts at 9 and it's a 7 8 hour game so you can expect it takes most of the day so it's very tough to follow it but i was also only able to sporadically catch some of the um, some of the action but i mean look the first one was sort of along expected lines if anything where you know india batted first made a big score and subdued the opposition this is like sort of a well-known template that India uses at home. So, given that over the last thirteen years, India have been unbeaten in twenty-two uh, bilateral series and lost only three. At mm-hmm. home, this is yeah. So that, that yeah. they are the kings apparently of home uh, bilateral series. Only when it comes to international multi-multi team tournament something happens. But at least here, Rohit Sharma started. There was a bit of talk about him starting ahead of the likes of Ishan Kishan who'd hit 200 in the previous game against Bangladesh, right? But Shubman mm. Gil was chosen and then Shubman Gil started. Rohit Sharma and Shubman Gill, well, they started as if each had a point to prove. Rohit Sharma, 83, Shubman, 70. And then the rest of the order capitalized with Virat Kohli making 100, a very quick 100, almost Virat Kohli of old 100. So what it meant is, even on a slightly big sort of a ground, 373 for seven was clearly above par. So, uh, what I remember uh, recalling is around 320, 320 seemed to be a par score on this pitch because mm-hmm. of the ground speed and the size of the ground and so on. So, India were clearly above par. KL Rahul made a useful 39 as well. Um, so, <laughs> Sri Lanka, well, Kasun Rajita and uh, Dilshan Madushanka, they were the opening bowlers the spinners had not a lot to write home about and the all rounders chamika karunaratna dhananjay de silva so they really didn't come to the party and it was to be expected that there would be a learning curve for some of the sri lankan bowlers bowling so does this surprise you at all the first odi how it went
1: um not really not really it was a it was a um convincing victory by india by the time there was um uh, after seeing um, Rohit's 83 uh, Shubman 70 and um, Kohli making another ton um, it was to me at least it was pretty clear that India would win this
0: mm. but however I think uh, Dasun Shanaka made a very good point of his own uh, 100 in the chase is always worth more than 100 in setting up a total I say and uh, he made a wonderful 100 and 108 not out he matched Kohli almost for strike rate as well but his came in a losing cause. He had some support. Patum Nisanka, the opener made 72. Daranja De Silva made 47. Charita Salanka somehow who's not been able to catch on the same form with which he led that uh, amazing victory against uh, I think it was it mm-hmm. England, right? So he he's not able to catch that on. Nonetheless, he's uh, really done well. And from bowling perspective, so India had a new look attack again. So it was Shami Siraj and Malik, Umran Malik, with yes. the Fast bowling and then Hardik Pandya, the all-rounder, Yesvendra Chahal and Aksar Patel have been the spinners in the first game at least. And look, I think Indian bowling lineup had a reasonably good outing. I think Umran Malik is learning the trade now. He's been given this opportunity. It was pretty much also the case in the second ODI. You saw that he proved to be a mm. bit costly to start off because of yeah, his seem- pace.
1: Yeah, he, he seemed to be he seemed to be buying a wickets a bit. But um, you can you can do that uh when the when the rest of the attack around you is so economical I think mm. so
0: indeed I mean given the circumstances Yashvinder Chahal's 58 for one in 10 overs and Aksar Patel's 58 for no in 10 hours was a very good bowling effort and Hardik Pandya and Mohamed Siraj I think Mohamed Siraj really was the standout in both the games when it came to the fast bowling because he mm. took two for 30 in the first game and basically at the start they were able to dismiss um, two of Sri Lankan wickets, we put them under pressure, right? So from two for 23, you would always be sort of trying to set up that platform from which you can build such a huge chase. So that was denied to them. So, and Kusal Mendes is a very key batter as far as Sri Lanka goes at the top of the order. Absolutely. And, and Avishka Fernando did not get going. So I think that way, I think Siraj was very crucial. So, well, it was sort of, Along expected lines, you you could say, and Sri Lanka, I think I think I would say they went down fighting because the the end margin did not really reflect how close the game was. Shanaka sort of getting away some big hits, and uh, clearly Sana- Shanaka loves playing India. Yes, he does. He absolutely does. I mean, that's the joke, right? Nobody picked him up in IPL, considering you know he'll he'll. Yeah, miss- yeah. 8 out of 11 Indians or something every time he plays an IPL game. But okay, maybe maybe some team out there uh, who needs a quality all-rounder will pick him up cheaply. These things always come because, you know, IPL is still a way away because they'll still do a couple of other T20 tournaments around the world. So he might already be giving himself a good opportunity to get picked in any of these other T20 tournaments, do you think?
1: Uh, yes, and, and, and maybe, maybe some people, um, will eye him, um, as a injury replacement, uh, because one of the other all-rounders, uh, one of the other international all-rounders will inevitably break down before the start of the IPL. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) there's still hope.
0: Yeah, of course. In any case, the second one was slightly more tense. So second one was in Kolkata and sri lanka batted first it was sort of what you would expect a placid sri lankan pitch they sort of let it go they had the exact start they would have wanted you know if you look at the mm. um, if you look at the start they got this time kusal Mendes came good you know and yep. the, they gave a debut, a debut to a new opener so navanido fernando 23-year-old, mm. very, very sprightly. Avishka Fernando sort of got a start, but he couldn't carry on against Siraj, cut him short. And then Navanidu Fernando and Kuselmendis built a beautiful platform. So they, from 102 for one, in just the 17th, Sri Lanka were beautifully set up. So, you know, they could have paid India back in the same currency, effectively. They could have gone on to make a 380, 390, whatever. But unfortunately for them, the spinners were really good. So, both the spinners, Took a wicket each in their first over, so Kuldeep Yadav was in fact the destroyer in chief. He took three for fifty-one, and then Aksar Patel was very miserly, one for sixteen of just five overs. So mm. they did really well. So in that case, uh, Sri Lanka will really rule, not batting out uh, one fourth of their uh, quota.
1: Yep. Mm. Yeah. And
0: and it's always
1: you always you always rule not betting not betting out all the overs in a in a limited overs game.
0: Mm look shanaka was due a uh, failure he did silva was strangely dismissed off of the first ball he faced it was a good ball from um i saw it live i saw those two dismissals live i think Kusal mendes's dismissal was probably a very good ball I, I dare say it could have been the ball of the day because it was a googly that straightened enough to beat his prod hit him on the back leg mm. once given out. That would have stayed out and that's what happened and that was the really crucial breakthrough because he was the one controlling the innings uh, the debutant compiled a beautiful 50 but um, he was not really dictating the pace of the game that was more kusal mendes so his dismissal really cost sri lanka charitas sri lanka couldn't pick it up today vanindu hasaranga i think there was some criticism i heard later on from sangakara and so on where they said he should probably own a bit more responsibility because he's batting at that crucial position where he has the talent and he has the strokes to actually go through he lost his patience and i must say there were three dismissals like that where all of them were caught in this gully point region of umran malik right fast balls mm. that somebody cut mm. cut hard but they found Patel. (laughs) So Aksar Patel in this gully, backward point region. And I I dare say two of those were very good catches. The third one was also a good catch, but two of them were exceptionally good catches because look, I think Umran Malik was bowling pretty fast and a cut, even if it's hit very close to you, I I feel that often enough in point to tell you that it comes really fast. It's almost like a slip catch. Yes. So uh, those were good catches, I think by... um, Aksar Patil, that made a difference. I I dare say maybe hasaranga might consider himself a little unlucky. He would have another feet or two away. That would have gone to the boundary. It was going fast, but they caught it. And of course, uh, so it was Kuldeep Yadav who in the end got tombed for a few runs by Dunit Velalage. But otherwise, even Chamika Karunaratna I think hit him for a few fours. But otherwise, I think Kuldeep Yadav broke the game open. And um, he was deservedly the man of the match. Absolutely. But when it came to their chase, what happened? What uh, happened? Deadlier.
1: i think i think they they took it they took it a bit too easy i mean um Rohit got a re- very a very rapid start uh during the first overs he was um with the strike rate of over 100 and then um mm. he was he was this dismissed uh on the last ball of a wicked maiden i think it was by um Aha. karuna ratner
0: right i think it was it was. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He um he couldn't he couldn't get him away, then got a slight a slight edge, just just a nick through to um to Mendes. Uh and that was that. shopman Gill. He also got a start and couldn't go on. Coley failed this time around. Four of nine for him. Bowled by Kumara. And uh, the standard performance this time around was um Kale Rahul. Uh, who, saw, who saw India home, Pandya was um, held down by the bowling, um, Aksha Patel went along well, but um Kana Rahul actually was the one that um, saw India home this time around, um, which must have been a good feeling after all the criticism he's faced over the last half year or so.
0: Absolutely. I think uh, he once again reminded everybody how important he can be in this lineup. And I mean, at the end of the match, I think uh, the Indian management pretty much admitted a left-hander in the top six would really help them. So the absence of somebody like Pant, the only ready-made left-hander you can think of that might fit into this 11. And Ishan Kishan, who they themselves chose to not play. I get a feeling Ishan Kishan might get a go in the third game. In whose place, that's going to be an interesting call. But he might get a go, if anything. K L Rahul gave a timely reminder, as I was saying that you know, he he played a very measured game. I think him between him and Pandya, that partnership really won India the game because they they took they took the spinners uh, really carefully on because one in Hasaranga bowled a ten or twenty eight run no wicket spell, right? Mm-hmm. So they literally played him out. So if anything, I think Shilankar were a little bit guilty of bowling more pace. I think they got a bit excited when you look at the. Percentages of overs bowled. So Kumara was bowling his last over, Kasun Rajita 9 and Chamika Karunaratna 8 and skipper Dasun Shanaka 2. You would think it could have been reversed and maybe it would have served Sri Lanka better where Dunit Vilalage bowled only 2, Dananjaya De Silva only 3. So if they had gotten in more overs through spinners, I had a feeling they could have had India trapped a bit longer. But I think initially that that high run rate set up by shreyas Iyer, shubman gil rohit sharma that really helped and rahul and pandya could really take their time absorb all the pressure knowing that this is never going to be a run rate pressure game right so also the that cameo by aksar patel was pretty crucial because his 21 of 21 made sure again there was no chance of any pressure returning in the end overs mm-hmm. right and then kl rahul sort of hit a few boundaries near the end and his strike rate looks better he was closer to 50 most of his innings yes and, well, I think Kuldeep Yadav has worked on his batting enough that I was a bit worried, you know, 25 runs left <laughs> when Aksar Patel was dismissed. You know, you have these three, let's say Chamika bowling with his tail up, three good fast bowlers and maybe Lahiru Kumara in one hour can run through three wickets, right? So on a bad, on a bad outing for the Indian team, but that didn't happen today. I think KL Rahul, even when, even when Kuldeep Yadav came out, I think he took a lot of balls making sure you know that even if they took three or four runs an over they were fine because a boundary would come here and there which is what happened so india win the series 2 nil again not a lot of surprises if you are an india fan but uh, if you're a sri lanka fan what would you take away from the series so far do you think
1: well i think um you don't have to um to be too pessimistic i think there were there were good batting performances in the series from sri lanka mm-hmm. um Fernando, um, the, the new opener was, was, was pretty good. And okay, he was run out, which is always a tragedy. Um, but he looked, he looked good. He looked, uh, composed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe, maybe the biggest problem is the bowling management, as you pointed out. Um, maybe use the spinners where the pitch helps them. Um, they were going along fine at uh, um, Shanaka and De Silva conceded three runs per over maybe give them more
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean considering that Indian spinners went well that's something I think Shanaka will learn, Shanaka the skipper will learn a bit more or people from around the sidelines will give him some tips as well this is possible so that's one thing, the other thing I would say yes you're right, they have a little bit of an issue converting starts so that was sort of evident in both the games. Let's see how the third game shapes up for them. I think they'll want to take home a consolation victory. They did uh, win a game in T20s as well, and it's sort of a yeah. good thing, you know, because they, they've really not been, you know, sort of outperformed entirely by India. They've been in the game. In no, certain parts. They've
1: of the been, area. they've been in there, and and it's a, it might be a good thing for India as well, because with the series uh, one, they can now give the bench a game during the third game uh in preparation for the world cup right coming up i think that's um that might be an interesting indian team uh coming into the next game cons- if if they don't want to give um mm. some some of the established players uh a, a bit of a confidence boost um by letting them demolish Sri lanka in a dead rubber but i think um it would be it would be a good idea to give a game to to newer players to blood some talent mm. something like that
0: look one guy i would readily say can be rested is a certain virat kohli yes i mean considering how he plays and considering his stature in this team, I think he gets to pick if he can play or not. They wouldn't give him an option. They wouldn't say, you are benched. They would ask, would you like to be benched? Yeah, yeah. And I would say, yes, uh, That that's a good, I would say that's a good idea to bench him for now. If he's ready for it, right? So, then mm-hmm. you, you could already fit in uh, at number uh, three, Ishan Kishan, right? Shreyas Iyer needs more game time. I think yes. Aksar Patel has been doing really well in this ODI series and in T20 series. So, the two people, I would I would replace Aksar Patel with Washington Sundar, right?
1: Excellent idea.
0: And uh, I would see if, you know, even with Ishan Kishan coming in, you don't need a keeper, then you, you could think of replacing KL Rahul with Surya Kumari Adav. Those are the two changes that come readily to mind. Mm-hmm. The, the other change is maybe Umran Malik You can manage his load a little. You can rest him, give Arshdeep Singh a go. But I have a feeling Umran will play, but Shami may rest. And Arshdeep will still get a go. This is the way I look at it.
1: The only thing I would say to that is that I would not replace Kohli with Kishan. But I would replace uh, KL with uh, Kishan and um, bring in Surya Kumar for for Kohli. So fair enough. Because
0: ah, you'd back them the other way. You're saying
1: you'd back no, 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 at... I'd, no, no. I
0: no, I, I probably bet
1: Surya at at uh, at three still, hmm. but um, I would I would replace uh Kale um, who, generally is more of an opener in the ODIs. Right. Uh, I would replace him with uh, Ishan Kishan, uh, who will also keep them. So exactly.
0: Ah, that makes sense let's see if they're brave enough to make all of these changes i don't foresee all all of these happening but let's see that would be their way to go you're right right this is one thing and um now moving on if you were to go to the new zealand and the pakistan teams, mm. well the series is interestingly poised one all decided to come up shortly so in this case any surprises that new zealand keep fighting find a way back now they're one all um
1: absolutely absolutely not this uh this new this New Zealand team is has been for the last I think three or four years they they they've been very competitive um outside of New Zealand I think in in the limited overs Hmm. formats and I really think this this might be the last uh ODI World Cup for Ken Williamson so Mm -hmm. I think he has a he has a point to prove because he has been under immense pressure the last half year he's too he's too slow for limited overs he doesn't he doesn't um, hmm. he doesn't uh, win series uh, and, and and he he doesn't uh, finish games and uh, I think the 2019 final still stings so
0: uh, yeah, yeah yeah he'll want to put that right before he goes right yeah hmm? you're absolutely right so I would say you never write off New Zealand in Asian conditions. This is becoming more and more and more clear. So, when you look at it, you know, they lost the first game. It's sort of, they were bedding into the conditions. They made only 255 for nine. They were solid contributions right through the order. Only Devon Conway failed. But nobody really made a 50. There were a lot of 40s and 30s. And mm. uh, Nasim Shah, I think he always came in whenever at least one or more batsmen looked dangerous. He came in, he took a wicket. He did that multiple times. I remember... Um, Michael Brace was getting dangerous, he got him out Glenn Phillips was getting dangerous, he got him out At least towards the end He made sure, you know, New Zealand could not make 270 plus, which would have been a very interesting score on this pitch So he was well supported by Usama Mir the debutant leg break bowler Right, mm-hmm. so um, I was really impressed by how this slightly must say, slightly green Pakistan lineup turned up, the fast bowling lineup. So it was Naseem Shah, Harisroff and Mohammed Wasim and if you li- really look at it between them, they've not played more than 50 ODIs together. So, they, no. they did really well. And the spinners as well, only Mohamed Nawaz really was the experienced bowler in that lineup. And Osama Amir debuting took two. And Aga Salman, who's now becoming sort of a all-format holding all-rounder. He's really, really mm-hmm. good. He's sort of taken the place of... He or he will take the place of Shadab Khan, looks like. Because I never understand why Shahab Khan doesn't play more tests. But that's something to be sorted out in the future i guess so in any case new zealand had one henry shipley who was very much like a jameson clone or whatever he, he he couldn't really get going with the ball or the bat but you know 255 for 9 at the halfway they wouldn't be too disappointed but you know this was solid solid chase solid subcontinent mm. chase fakhar zaman got off to a good start between him and Barber, they kept the run rate going never got the you know the run rate pressure build and even though sort of they required a run ball or a little, little bit more than a run ball after 30 hours, in these conditions, if you have wickets in hand, you don't panic. So, Babar Azam, 66, Mohamed Rizwan, 77, and Fakhar Zaman, 56. Haris Rahel, whom I actually like very much. I don't know why he doesn't play more in Pakistan colours, but he was back in the squad. He made a useful 32. And then Aga Salman came and finished it off with Mohamed Rizwan. So... Um, Actually, New Zealand spinners acquitted themselves quite well. 2 for 44 for Bracewell. Santner, no wicket for 43. Glenn Phillips, who's now... I mean, I think he started as a keeper, if I remember. Now he bowls very useful leg breaks, uh, off breaks. And hes mm. he took, um, you know, he took one for 35, but a bit costly, right? So um, here again, I think Tim Saudi can do a bit more and they're definitely missing bolt, aren't they?
1: Yeah, I would say so. But I think... They miss him, they miss him more in, um, in T20s and tests. Uh, I, I always thought, uh, ODIs were his weakest format.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I think you're right as well.
1: So, so I don't, I don't, I don't know, uh, if they, if they miss him that much, uh, in the ODI setup, but, um, well, he was, he was still, uh, a great performer for them, even in the ODIs. Right.
0: But in any case, I mean, what I meant is those, I think, tight overs up top and usually one or two breakthroughs as well. And Mm -hmm. he gets you that inevitably, maybe one breakthrough before the 10th over is done. And that that would have been crucial in the game in a chase like middling chase to 55. Surprisingly, the second game, not a far away total from New Zealand batting first, right? So Devon Conway made a hundred, a beautiful sublime, better than a runner ball hundred. Kane Williamson did his... Usual steadying job, 8500. But then nobody nobody made any score except Mitchell Santner. I don't know what happened. The entire New Zealand middle order failed to turn up. Mitchell, Latham, Glenn Phillips, Michael Bracewell, all single digits. Mitchell Santner sort of uh, saved their blushes, I might say. Yes. Without his 37, you would see Pakistan probably chasing this in like sort of a total that Sri Lanka got today against India. That's what New Zealand would have gotten, and Pakistan would have chased that mm. quite easily. So, when it comes to Pakistan's bowling, I think, you know, Pakistan's fast bowling held up well in the first one, second one, not so much because Mohammed Wasim, Haris Rauf were uh, no show. I mean, they were there, they sort of were giving uh, good control, but Naseem Shah proved very costly he took 3 wickets nonetheless and mohammad nawaz was the steadying influence usama mir again a very steady 1 for 42 you you take mm-hmm. that from your spinner all day i think in an odi and um, aga salman a bit costly but you know 261 you would still think same template right exactly same template but then this is the difference saudi sort of did something they dismissed Fakar zaman for a duck imam ul couldn't get going right and i was i was shocked when i switched the tv on and i saw Pakistan are 66 in the 22nd over almost in this chase. I'm Mm -hmm. like, really? You've really fallen behind? What happened here? So that's when you see it's the spinners. So Mitch Santner and Michael Bracewell. So between them, uh, Santner won for 34 in 10 and Bracewell won for 29. I think they bowled good restrictive lines, right? Both of them Mm off-break bowlers. And Sothe was able to then be a bit more imaginative and Glenn Phillips again, right? So you see Mm -hmm. 30 overs of spin bowled by New Zealand was so restrictive that um, Pakistan were always chasing the net run rate. I mean, they. I don't think they had a net run rate of uh, more than four and over, even up to the 40th over. Only near the end, I think sort of uh, Babar Azam mm-hmm. hit out a little. So Barbarazam Azam was, was sort of uh, sub-60 strike rate. I think that, that was a killer there. He was hoping to pick it up, but New Zealand was just consistently good in the field and with their lines and lengths. So you saw that, you know, this is one of those cases where no great talent really but very steady bowling and good backing up in the field that's all new zealand did and they won the game
1: yes and and um it's always always bad to lose both uh, your openers within within the first five overs in an ODI i think um lose one okay mm-hmm. but 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 two is and one of them for a duck mm. doesn't make it better and um they were under the pump from then on. Um, the next the next uh, position to strike at um, over 100.
0: Osama mm. um, Mir, I think. Aga Salman. Aga Salman, yes. Oh, man, I think that run out of Aga Salman was the real turning point. Because he was going really well. And he had yes. correctly picked up the run rate. And it was a very unfortunate run out. It was, again, just like the run out of... Uh, the debutant Fernando in Sri Lanka game, where it was generated in the field. There was not exactly anybody you could blame, but just the, maybe one of the batsmen was caught a bit ball-watching. In both cases, the non-strikers, in this case, it was Babur, who was a little bit ball-watching. But it was purely generated in the field. And I think Aga Salman, I saw this dismissal live. He overcommitted, and there was no way he could have gone back. So it was just good fielding at point, and the stumps were thrown down, or it was given to the... You know it was given to the uh bowler and that was that so it was mm. very unfortunate there i think if aga salman had gotten maybe 20 30 more balls you would have seen that pakistan would have mounted a serious chase you know it would have gone into the 48th over and maybe you know they would have lost by 10 runs if that if if not maybe they would have even won so that what that that's the difference for me you got it right he,
1: he was he was he was betting with uh with, with baba at the time yes and, and if i think if um Agha Salman had had stayed in uh Baba Azam might have picked up the mm. pace and that would have been very interesting I think
0: absolutely and Usama Mir can bat so Osama Mir and Nawaz both of them failed Osama Mir is the new mm. series you can imagine but yes. so both of them couldn't really get going and that cost Pakistan as well but it's okay I mean it sets up the series nicely you know they have played a two test series no winner they've played two odis no winners so far and it all depends on now the um you know now the uh, def- the decider tomorrow so i'm very curious how that goes for pakistan and uh, new zealand i think would be buoyant they would uh, they would be very happy with the results in the tour and they would want to go home with a win right absolutely all right do you foresee any major changes for new zealand or pakistan for tomorrow's decider
1: i don't don't really think so. Um, hmm. I didn't. I didn't catch anyone having a niggle. So
0: yeah, you're right. I mean, I think Shipley might have to wait for his turn again. They will not. New Zealand will not touch their uh, spin contingent. That's been absolutely pretty good. not. And uh, when you look at the squads, I mean, Pakistan could think of replacing somebody and other things, but I think I think knowing that they did the job in the first ODI, not a lot of tinkering. Is required, and you know what? Pakistan will hope is their fast bowling lineup turns up, whether they bat mm. first or bowl first. Their fast bowling lineup with Haris Ra for somebody really turning up and doing well. I think they would be very, very much happy. I think Haris Sohail will still get another go. Hasnain is in the squad, he's been sort of uh, missing the really fast Mohammed Hasnain. I might think mm. he might be paired with Naseem Shah ahead of. Uh, Ahead of Mohammad Wasim, I get a the feeling they'll retain uh, they'll retain uh, this guy. They'll retain Haris Rauf for his experience and control. Mm-hmm. So that's the one change I really see. No other real change. But,
1: yeah, but not a bad show either. Nah,
0: mm. yeah, just that you know the wow factor, with the pace. But you never know if you get into the hands of set top order batters, they'll just milk you. They'll just what happened to Umran Malik today and Oh yes, game, they'll just those were just a little bit of width, you know. They are so fast. A little bit of width, you can't really put a field behind a square on either side of the wicket. If there is width or if the ball is short, it will go to the boundary immediately because of the pace. So that that's going mm-hmm. to be an interesting uh, that's going to be an interesting challenge if you are a skipper as well. That's that. Um, now, if you were to take a quick look at the T Twenty I that happened, so this is happening in Zimbabwe. So Zimbabwe hosting Ireland, and well, Zimbabwe had a surprising. Uh, Top order batter in their 11, uh Leah.
1: Uh, yes. Um uh it's uh RDM. Gary Balance. Uh G- Gary Balance, yes. Yes. Gary Balance.
0: I mean, it was interesting in as much that um Craig Erwan, the skipper of Zimbabwe opened. So first of all, it was a low scoring game. So even yes. teams tour Zimbabwe, they are good if they're able to restrict the opposition to just around 120. Even when they're away, for example, if you remember how they beat Pakistan in that uh, T20 World Cup, it was them sort of restricting Pakistan to 120s, I think, and mm. are their their team making 120s and their bowlers defending that. So that was interesting. So again, today, 114 from Ireland, they would be a bit disappointed from their middle order. So Balbirni sort of uh, opening because I think Sterling is uh, away playing some T20 leagues. So, mm-hmm. they had a few new faces, Stephen Doheny, the keeper, and then somehow their middle order didn't stand up. So, Curtis Camford did 20, make 20 runs, and then Garrett Delaney in the end made sure they crossed a 100. But otherwise, it was a sorry performance from uh, Ireland. And um, so, Zimbabwe, I think, are without... Uh, Muzarabani, I think he got married very recently. So he's not available yet. So Richard Engarawa and Tendai Chatara opening the bowling did a very good job. Brad Evans, who's very, very quietly impressing away. I was also surprised when Brad Evans did not get a very good contract at the IPL this time. But that guy is a very good pick. I mean, uh, if Marco Jansen mm. can be picked, I think Brad Evans also has the same promise Right, so let's see. Let's see if somebody picks him up. Maybe I made a mistake here, but I don't think anybody picked him up. He's a really good pick, by the way. So, um, Brad, Evans, good fast bowler, right arm fast bowler.
1: Yes, no, no, he's 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 not been he's not been picked up, but mm. I think that's 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 the problem of playing for Zimbabwe. I fear
0: <laughs> you might be right as well. Even him and between him and blessing Muzarabani, you would think. There are two cricketers along with Sikandar Raza who would probably make a, you know make some mark anywhere they play. But all right, Sikandar Raza got to go. We really hope, you know, again, these two people are on somebody's radars, uh, some team's radars. So in any case, um, I think Sikandar Raza is also away playing, if I'm not wrong, in one of the leagues. Because... Mm-hmm. Um, He's not in the Zimbabwe squad either. And Zimbabwe made an easy, easy work of the target, really. Basically, Gary Balance on his international return made a good, very good 30, which was, which was the second highest score in that chase. And uh, Sean Williams used all of his experience, made 34 not out. And they have a new keeper, a newish keeper, Clive Madande, who mm-hmm. used the long handle a little bit towards the end and made sure they won with two overs to spare. So Ireland will be itching to go uh, back on the field trying to make a comeback. So this will be a very interesting series for me because um, Ireland are yet to sort of learn how to travel well. I think they're still sort of learning that art. So this is um, a 3-ODI and 3-T20-I series. So the results I will be watching very closely because I think it will be very evenly contested. Let's
1: hope so. It's a it's a bit surprising to me that, that um, Ireland... Uh... Don't really travel that well, even in the limited overs um formats, where you would mm. normally assume um the pitches uh are relatively uniform around the globe, because um everybody wants this bish bash bosch um betting product that you can sell on TV very well. I think um the pitches across the limited overs formats are more comparable um across the world hmm. in contrast in contrast to to test match pitches it's easier to win um a limited overs game away from home than it is to win a first class match is what i'm trying to say here
0: now that makes a lot of sense <laughs> i think the the limited overs pitches are more uh, stacked evenly between the skills and uh, you would expect test pitches as well but then test matches the longer you go on the more your core skill will win out uh in this case even bits and pieces cricketers will be very good and uh, what you said really that uh, you know the pitches being what they will be they are giving even the touring team a good chance so in this case um ireland will be very keen to make a mark because uh, i think even even they weren't particularly good before when they traveled when they toured west indies and other teams they struggled uh, mm. them being i think them being a bit a uh, bit underperforming in certain conditions would be expected I'm, i don't know how often they got they get to tour zimbabwe and believe you me i think the pitches might be a bit tougher than they appear right the pitches in zimbabwe you always almost always see um, low to middling score there a 150 could mm-hmm. be a very very high score, I think, on those pitches. The pitches will support the bowlers as well a little bit, maybe a bit up and down. So, in that case, you know, 120-125 is a good score. So, you see that often when Zimbabwe plays. So, as I said, I'm going to keep an eye out on that uh, that tour. It's going to be interesting. Before we go to the news um, Mm -hmm. from around the cricketing world, I wonder if you saw this interesting tournament in uh, South Africa that has started a T20 tournament because I was just looking at the um, Mm -hmm. I was just looking at the results. It says Super Kings 1, MI 1, Capitals 1. What is all this? Leah?
1: Let me have a look at the table.
0: They've had 3 games so far only, but I yeah, think- yeah
1: yeah they they had, they had 3 games. Uh, and I mean um yeah, it's it's a bit it's a bit um uh, strange to look at this um because all these all these franchises of course are basically Hmm. overseas dependencies of Um, <laughs> um hmm. and um, well I mean I'm glad they placed uh, the Sunrisers in the Eastern Cape and not in the Northern Cape which is the most westernmost province <laughs> that would have been stupid
0: well, um, well. yeah <laughs> I think your sort of common sense is not really taken into account by the marketing buffs but nonetheless no. yeah, at least it, it worked out
1: yeah and I've been um I've been following it a bit because um I think Paul was um out there with um the Cricket Fanatics uh magazine and uh YouTube channel uh Paul uh, who is one of the guys from Gorilla South Africa Right um right. So um yeah the the worst thing for me is that uh Tom the demon boy child current plays for uh my <laughs> franchise
0: which would your so, franchise be
1: um cape town because
0: um am i cape town i see
1: yes am i cape town because uh in the ipl uh you the is my team
0: all right all right <laughs> i mean you see some of these things right faf de Plessy, who's the skipper of uh the bangalore franchise in ipl i think he captains the super kings franchise in the SAT twenty doesn't he?
1: Mm, let's see. Um uh, Super Kings. does he? Yes, he does. He does actually.
0: So you know, he's he's been in a yellow jersey for long enough that you know, a bit of that may have seeped in. He may have uh, put on a bit of red on top of it, but I think mm. under it is uh, under it is a strong yellow tinted. Uh, color and i think he's just going back to that but yeah i mean look i think they are all professional enough that they're able to make these differences they're able to deal with one franchisee for one tournament another for another and he's very much valued once of one he's a local boy he's a very well-known boy in those parts and of course also you know he brings a lot of skill he's led teams throughout his career and why would they not use him right so this is a good thing absolutely and in any case see what i am really looking forward to is south african Cricket needs a little bit of a revolution at this stage. All their teams need a bit of a revolution, right? So, South Africa, I think, get a chance to rediscover their young, young talent once more, homegrown talent, whatever is not pushed by certain other teams around the world, that they get to keep and they can build a strong core around it, starting from T20. I think you have people like Donovan Ferreira, you have all of these people, right? So, there's this Corbin Bosch, there is, um, there is Divitt, I think. Um, all of yes, these, yeah. All of these people, mm-hmm. they, they will get a chance to come come to the fore once more. People like Quinton de who sort of gone a little bit back in in the in the news. They might get a chance to stake their claim again. So. Stubbs, all of these people, right? In any case, so I meant Deval Brevis actually, I said David, I'm sorry Yes,
1: Deval, yes But nonetheless,
0: that guy So I'm I'm looking forward to this tournament As always, in a T20 tournament, I never get in at the start I get in close to the knockouts I'm going to keep an eye out and see how it goes when the knockouts come around We'll probably discuss this in one of the upcoming episodes But uh, I don't know if you've been following it a bit more and you have a favourite team outside of your sentimental favourite, of course which is the MI team um
1: no I'm well actually I'm it's a it's a it's another um it's it's bad to say this but it's another t20 franchise league and um it's a new team and I I don't apart from the logo and stuff like that I don't have any attachment to to any team so Mm. um it's (laughs) it's it's rather interesting or it's it's nice because you can you can follow it you can you can watch every game and there's nothing riding on it uh you can you can watch it purely for the cricket and um you can appreciate um every every innings um Clearly. uh without without having to uh well curse curse some player uh, who's <laughs> in good nick because he's he's doing well against your team so um that's that's always good um and i think um it's it's relative, it's it's pretty important for for south africa to have it to have it televised um around the globe because um no one watched the um domestic t20 competition no one did
0: mazansi super league i guess that's the one you're referring to
1: mm, because now people watch it because it's uh it's televised properly uh, around the globe
0: Fair enough i mean i think uh, it's very much targeted to as much a uh, online audience or on-air audience as much as the local ones i think that that, yes, that distinction has to be picked up as well you're right and let's see let's see if they capitalize as you said this uh, also the south african cricket board can capitalize a bit when it comes to filling up their coffers keeping some things back for their reserves let's see if they really benefit now moving on let's take a look at some of the other news from around the cricketing world so Another tournament, another Shakib tantrum. So, Shakib, Banamul, Nurul All three have been docked. 15% of their match fee for arguing with the umpires. I think this this was another meme video where Shakib went walked up to the umpire a little bit threateningly and started gesticulating and how oh, high yes. the ball was.
1: Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. I remember that. So... Uh, oh, damn.
0: Hmm.
1: Well, he has to control his temper a bit more mm. but he's he's always he's always had this problem
0: i mean that that fire is important if you're a player right so that's good but maybe he needs to channel it right and now it is uh now it is a little bit uh, getting ahead of, out of hand because now this is he's been the captain he's he is the captain and always a senior player when people sort of look at you and they follow you you don't want to be setting this sort of an example people people from that part of the world are known to be a bit fiery but uh he would do well to put forward a more statesman like uh, foot forward whenever he gets an opportunity so but all right it was just a wide but you know how important even a single run yes is. so it can be that
1: in in his defense in his defense i'd be frustrated as well uh if i had to deal with that part all the time like he does
0: <laughs> you could be right you know it's his way of sort of rebelling against the setup the man uh, he just does it against umpires but i mean look when you look at the reply there was no doubt it was a wide it was just a bad mm-hmm. decision but bad decisions come and go and in any case um yes i hope as i said he's sort of uh, picking it up and being a bit more statement like statesman like in any case that's one news the other one is a slightly interesting one as well where um you know australia who had previously forfeited or cancelled a one off test against afghanistan in uh, november of 2022 using the same reasons that the taliban is not giving women and children uh, much opportunity uh, in the in their country they have cancelled the odi series which was uh, meant to be happening between australia and afghanistan in um, march of 2023 right so and as a result some of the afghani players have decided to walk out of the bbl do you see this as a positive development? Do you see the statement that the Australian cricket board is putting out as working?
1: I, I don't I don't think so. And this is this is the problem. I can I can absolutely see that point. Um sport is very important. And I mean, cricket did it to South Africa during the apartheid era. Um and I think that was the right thing to do. Um I also think that um This is a, this is the right signal to send, but it's a, it's a, it's a bad situation because the Taliban won't, won't change anything. You can't, you're not, you're not, um, persuading the Taliban. You are, you are basically just punishing, punishing the fans. Hmm. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a no win situation for both sides, I think
0: you're right you're right i mean i don't know if they should uh, lead with their foreign policy as one of the deciding factors cricket australia but look there are other teams around the world who do this uh india does it and later this year it could be heading into a direct confrontation if pakistan insists on holding the asian cup on their shores so we'll see how that really comes but yeah you're right in theory cricket and uh cricket and politics should not mix but sometimes that's one way of sending out a big signal to those that are looking on
1: and i think i think the um the situation between between india and pakistan um is not comparable um because this is Mm -hmm. that's that's much more muddied and and uh it's a lot of um well actually it's it's a lot of bad decisions and and jingoistic saber rattling on both sides (laughs) um Hmm. stuff like that um whereas whereas the Hmm. afghanistan issue is is pretty clear-cut um australia says if you want us to come um universal human rights are a prerequisite for that Hmm. uh it's it's harder to fault australia for this decision than um, it is to fault uh, India and Pakistan for not touring each other.
0: I, I I understand where you're coming from. I think I accept that uh, premise as well. It makes sense what you just said. And um, yeah, in either case, I really hope both the situations change. But we'll see. I think Australia is taking yes. a stance on behalf of what they think is all of developed or developing countries. Afghanistan, I don't yes. think the current regime will give a jot. So it's, as you say, only the players and those that would normally get to see some good cricketing contests suffer. Mm -hmm. Let's see. So also the team's growth of Afghanistan itself is stunted and that itself is the point I think Australia make. But let's see. Mm -hmm. Right. Let's see how that goes. So uh, in other news, so Sandeep Lamichane, who'd been uh, remanded to custody on a rape accusation, he has been given bail today. Uh, the bail is two million Pakistani, sorry, Nepali rupees, and um, well, at least he can't leave the country, and it seems like a very serious one, given that he was the captain of the national team, and uh, some of these things that we hear is not very nice. But he's he's been in he's been in judicial arrest or judicial custody for more than four months already, so he's mm. he came in October sixth back to Nepal, and he's been held in jail since, so well it seems um it's time he be given a chance to prove his innocence i don't know if it also means immediately he'll get to play because he can't leave the country so he cannot ply his trade in any of the out uh, outside leagues but nonetheless i think he missed all of the um all of the nepal t20 cup that went on recently so that itself is already that itself is already mm. a big uh, blow but nonetheless, I mean, he's young. He's only 22, so I hope he comes out with his uh, reputation restored and continues to do well for his team. He's he's a talismanic player for Nepal.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yes,
0: and we, uh, it's a
1: hmm. yes. Let's let's just let's just hope uh, the Nepali board handles the situation better than uh, the Ben Stokes um, embargo. <laughs> situation
0: right right i mean they did their best there and uh, this is a far more serious charge Afray versus a rape situation is far more serious nonetheless uh, you are right Uh, england cricket board in hindsight could have done a bit less maybe not more but all right that's one thing um in any case um you know you you think even in as developed a country as India or as developing a country as India and as advanced a cricketing culture as India, let me put it like this: women's mm-hmm. game would have the same would have the same weightage as the men's game, but it's it's, it's probably uh, as you know uh, the way things are, d- are done in certain regions in the world. I suppose it has nothing to do with the advanced cricket setup because three women's umpires who are currently on duty in the current round of Ranji Trophy. So Rati Janani and Gayatri, they're actually making history for the first time ever that women's empires are standing in Ranji Trophy games. Right. So as I said, it's it comes as a surprise. You would think this would have happened already, but uh, good to see that uh, this sort of things are now taking place where at least it started with women umpiring in women's games. Now it's women umpiring in other games, all games. So it's good because this has nothing to do with gender. In this case, it's very important that, uh, you know, it be seen that way.
1: But I think it's, it's, um, that's, that's just the way it is. Uh, India has come as a society has come so far, um, since the end of the cold war, I think that was, um, Mm, really the thing, really the thing that, uh, freed India to, um, make societal changes, to, to, to develop much more rapidly. And I think it's, it's, it's inevitable. And I think it's. It, it's not that unexpected. Um, and even even cynics will have to say a women's IPL is just a matter of time because there's money in it. There's a lot of money in it.
0: Money is one thing, also the culture itself, right? So that's the other thing. And uh, let's hope at least from money perspective, people that bring in the money put in some conditions where more equality has to be pushed, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the thing. If I, if I were a total cynic, I would say this is too much money for the BCCI to, to not earn, to not make. Um, and I think if they do it, it will bring a change in the culture. And, and this is the cynics, the cynics perspective. My perspective is, um, they will do it because it's the right thing to do
0: mm, exactly now it, that's how it should be brought in i suppose into the setup and then it becomes a normal and uh, then it will carry on from there so for example the amount of time they took to start a women's ipl and we really hope it goes through this year so let's see how that mm. how, how that develops so nonetheless uh positive developments uh in for women's cricket in this region and the next one well mickey arthur was being quoted by pakistani board for a second stint as a coach but looks like uh, this this um, arrangement might not come through because the talks we read have, have fallen through. It looks like this has been an initiative set up by the new regime in PCB, where I, if I remember right, I think uh, Najam Sethi was also then the board chief when they appointed Mickey Arthur for yeah. the first time. When it was I think so. As well. Initially, Ms. Ba and then when Ms. Ba decided to say he'd had enough, they brought in Mickey Arthur. And under Mickey Arthur, they had good. Good processes even though they didn't have the same kind of results this time they were hoping probably also for more results nonetheless um see arthur is uh, contracted long term with derbyshire and maybe he can't Im- immediately leave that income so that's that's the reason why um they are continuing to look for a new role because saklan mushtaq whose contract is basically going to run out at the end of february might really not might really not get a renewal from this board from what i see mm-hmm. he's he's mm-hmm. not done particularly badly but i think his his um under his stint the test match series results will be held up as a mirror yeah and maybe his lack of his lack of being able to communicate effectively how the western western coaches are able to uh, communicate to the media not to the players i think to the media that mm-hmm. might have sort of you know put it uh put him up for a fall and this uh, this new regime will probably will probably want a change, sometimes even for the sake of doing a change. Let's see. Because Sarfraz Ahmed was also a favorite of Arthur. And Arthur was one of the people who s- sidelined Umar Akmal if I remember right. He's never been back since. So I think he did a lot of right things. He bought processes ahead of Mavericks, and uh, that, that's a good thing. But let's see if, uh, you know, Mickey Arthur has a, I, I dare say he has a stint at uh, India as well coming up sometime in the long future, long-term future, I think. Let's see if it materializes. Um, before we go away, one last news that, uh, you know, Santner, Santner has been chosen to lead New Zealand's T20A squad in India. So, after this squad uh, after the tour of Pakistan, New Zealand also stopped over in India in mm-hmm. T20A end. It looks like um, both Kane Williamson and Team Saudi have opted to be absent, and Mitchell Santner will be the new captain for the T20A squad. Right. So, well, exciting times. So Ben Lister has been chosen as a fast bowler who'll get a chance to be in the squad for the first time. And um, well, New Zealand squad does look a little bit, um, a little bit light in terms of experience, but. I think I think they'll do well. Nonetheless, they always punch above their weight. They have good bunch of spinners who are very, who are very um, you know good in these conditions now. So let's see if they are able to make this happen. Just just looking
1: if 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 Sentinel has any, I don't think he's any test uh, any captaincy.
0: He has. Uh, he may have captained New Zealand in one or so. Um. Ah,
1: okay, yeah, yeah, one off captain captaincy stint. Okay. But yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting.
0: Nonetheless. So one thing I forgot to mention when I mentioned the SAT twenty. Um they have made one change where the team can be declared after the toss. Oh yes. Right. So that's something different. And it might be one of those one of those things that might come into cricket more and more in the coming days and months and years where usually you always declare a team and then you go for a task nowadays you might just go for a task then declare a team based on whether you won or lost it gives you one more chance to sort of tweak the team if required based on whether you won the task or not this is more effective in t- in uh, shorter formats the shortest format most mostly the longer the format the more these things sort of probably even out but yes and and
1: yeah and, and I think I have a have less of a problem with um something like that that you declare your team after the toss than with uh declaring impact players and super substitutes and stuff like that but <laughs> because yeah yeah I I, I don't I, I'm not sold on those yet um but basically um declaring a team after the toss let's let's be real here what what does that mean uh it means you have two team sheets
0: Alan hmm. well, you don't have you a have... team sheet you print it after class no, you... <laughs>
1: no 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 you have you have two team sheets ah, printed yeah, yeah yeah uh you have one team sheet that you present in case you're betting first and you have another team sheet in case you're chasing right <laughs> right
0: right right makes sense makes uh, sense
1: looking looking at it from a from a uh strategy game player kind of you that's that's what you do in in those situations you you have to you have to uh to plan for your contingencies beforehand you can't make it up on the spot based on the and because there's only two there's only two outcomes for you either your bet first or your chase um so you just print those out if they if they hadn't communicated this change no one would have noticed because the captain just hands over a team
0: sheet. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for sure, these are all done <laughs> beforehand. Look, even in our level, we have to enter the team 11 before the toss in theory. Yeah. But sometimes of we always at least make sure it's there before. Nowadays, all the scoring happens online.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It, that means you have to have 11 in place before the first ball can be bowled. So that's, that's good. So you have to already mark the toss and everything. So then it it helps but in your case you're right uh, that uh, you know they'll probably have two team sheets planned they
1: designing. absolutely have
0: uh, so it's good that's interesting um all right those were all the news that we wanted to discuss in this episode so thanks once again for uh, taking part with uh, us and uh, as you say as I say you always bring a very unique perspective and uh, much appreciated both by me and all our listeners. So have you anything new to plug?
1: Um, not not at the moment. Um, only my um, Twitter handle at capital L-I-N-U-X, capital L-E-A. Um, for everyone um, who speaks German, there might be something in the future not related to cricket, but more to geek stuff. I'd say, uh, pop culture, Mm. something like that. (laughs) Uh, so, so if you, if you speak German, um, are interested in that sort of thing and, um, are not afraid of listening to a, to a long form essay, uh, or podcast about stuff like, uh, the underlying psychology in, I don't know, Judge Dredd, something like that, Mm -hmm. or, uh, a literary critique of something like rogue trooper
0: <laughs> wow that's a new um, one for me as well
1: then 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 i might then i might have um something up your alley <laughs> coming up hopefully
0: it's a pity that's but, in uh, german otherwise i would definitely listen yes
1: it, yeah it, it it it's going to be in german um but um hmm. of course i was very delighted to be here and i want to thank everyone uh For listening to this and for having me back thank you very much I enjoyed very much
0: thank you to you as well from me and from all our listeners so I also wish all our listeners a good day wherever they may be listening from and I would like to wish them a goodbye bye everyone this is the Armchair Cricket Podcast